on season five. Let's get sickening. And my name is Rafi. <laughs> and I'm your favorite drag queen that you'll never see, New New Paris. And this is Wait, Don't, Don't Do, Do it, it, where we tell you to wait. Get into drag, pluck, prim, and get fierce. And enjoy the art of drag because it's such a phenomenon. And we have so many kind of nuances that we've been like, like noticing as you've kind of discovered your drag. Yeah, I mean, drag is all over the world. It's a fee not uh uh me non. Um, fee not me non. So let's tell everyone how long Nunu has been doing drag because it's been a while. You know, the thing is, when I, when I go out um, in my many appearances, people always ask me how long I've been doing drag, and it, it surprises them. And I think it's because I obviously am an expert. I look beyond my years. I'm stunning. <laughs> I look day. beyond my years. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real, for real. Um, I'm super humble when people tell me that because we started in the pandemic. We started in season three going all, you know, video. And so it's only been like 16 months. And people think I've been doing it for years. And Nunu will show me, like, her time hop where, like, a year ago, like, and what Nunu looked like. And I was like, wow, what a transformation. I mean, months ago, right? Season four. <laughs> <laughs> and every time, every step along the way, Nunu just fell her fantasy and never doubted what she looked like. And I think that's kind of the energy you have to go into drag because you're never going to look great your first time in drag. Um, you know, is there some girls who can't pull it together in six months, eight months? And, you know, shout out to those young, young, young girls. Because <laughs> I only work for you young. But um, it takes some time to refine. It's an art process. And you're going to hate yourself. Okay. And be, there's also been like, there's also like this uh, notion that like feminine appearing people um, have it easier. This notion? There is, there's a notion that, that feminine people, I mean, appearing people would have an easier time going into drag than certain masculine presenting people. Would you agree? It's just so weird because drag, I feel like, like you're saying, you know, from when we were in college to high school to now, it's just like a whole new game. In addition to Drag Race, we have Dragula. We have so many different kinds of styles. So, mm-hmm. I mean, what's cool now is is not what, what it was back in the day. Back in the day, you had to be fish girl. Well, back in the day, let's go back into, like, college years for us. Because we went to school in, like, 2012 to 2015 era. Uh, <laughs> you went to school. <laughs> No one cares <laughs> when you went to school. That's the era we went to school. No, I'm a genius. I want y'all to know. That is the era that we were in school. We were listening to those songs, and Drag Race was literally in its second to fourth season. And I remember going to the club and going to, um, or maybe my first Pride, and every time I would see a drag queen or a female presenting person um, that was um, cross-dressing, <laughs> um, it was, oh my God, you're so gorgeous. I would feel the need to just compliment them because I, 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 I it did, it, you know, it, it, it takes a lot to, especially at those times, to put yourself out there in that it magnitude. Does. In North Carolina where we went to college. It, I mean, honestly, to do drag and before three years ago when there's no setting powder, no tutorials, no literally roadmap like there is now. And Amazon was not like that, that thing, was yeah, it? Yeah, Prime. I mean, Prime it was, was there, just, but like you weren't ordering wigs off Prime at that point. And neither would I now. So, what you mean? Oh, yeah, that was definitely season four. <laughs> <laughs> and it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. I wish people could see the wig wall around us, right? <laughs> <laughs> The way she looked around made y'all feel some type of way, didn't it? Like, it they're all around, aren't they? <laughs> 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 you 
swear there's like a whole shoe collection, like these girls with the vaults. It is, because drag is like a whole new like wardrobe. People don't talk about that. Like I had to like buy a whole new That's set of true. clothes. And you I have more clothes as new new than you do. As a person. That's <laughs> actually true. But also new new as like Nunu, as a person, boy Nunu, every aspect of Nunu is a shopper. Uh, Confessions of a shopaholic, the facts. And Nunu will literally text me at 3 a.m. Like, oh, my God, I just spent, like, $400 on Afterpay on, like, so much stuff. I can't wait to really see it. And it's always, like, a new era of Nunu. Like, also, Nunu progresses her drag in different ways. And that comes to a question because, like, Rather really be dragging me. No, because pageant queens <laughs> stay in their element. And there's also girls that are grunge that stay in their element. And Nunu has literally gone from princess to... Uh, it's never been princess. <laughs> you are a princess. Mama, go back in time. It was, what, was, what were you? You working during Candy Muses? <laughs> the one princess outfit. <laughs> and, you, and, and like baby, she does kawaii. She's always done kawaii, like kawaii and stuff like that. And then she, and like I said, she has like business profess and a bitchy girl. And so it's like all over the. So she like I she'll go like from so. being she'll go from being Jenny Humphrey before college to Jenny Humphrey after college episodes. You know what I'm saying? So, it's very interesting. That's what it is, though. First of all, two things. Number one, Rappy does. Are you going through your rebellion phase right now? No. Rappy literally likes to drag me, y'all. Like, if I do not stay consistent or stay in this, like, pretty feminine box, like, he's like, what are you doing, number one? (laughs) Oh, my God. Number two, I am, this is who I am. Like, I think, think, I'm thinking Nunu as a person, and I I put this on my Drag Race application for next season. I always describe Nunu as a perpetual American Accept Model contestant. I just want to be constantly in makeovers, constantly in new things. Yes, I just want to keep changing, because that's what it is, and... I I struggle sometimes, though. I will be really vulnerable, y'all. It's really hard to do drag, especially this way, because I don't have a drag family. Yeah. I don't have a drag mom. I don't like... You could, though. I could. It does not say, like, I can't access those things, but, I, like, I don't go out. I kind of just, in my head, and so I just, in my... It's literally just my own fantasy in, like, the most realist sense, because it's kind of scary to put yourself out there and go out, because I feel like I'm giving away, like, my art, in a sense. Like, I'm giving way for people to judge this... But you already do that with social media. You're putting it like at the ultimate blast because you never know who will pick up something, a picture of you, and then post it for another mass group of people. You know what I'm saying? That's true. But I guess with social media, I feel like you can control. It. I can just, I can just not look. I can turn off comments. In like real life, people are in your face, looking at you, judging you. And Drag Race, like you said, has like influenced it so much. Where back in the day, you know, it didn't really matter. You know, you know, I would say like Davina said back in the day. You know, you can just put on a wig and dress and gonna do it, but now you have to, like, look good, know how to do this, have a talent, do a deaf job, have a split, and it just, like, throws your perception off. Well, let's get into that, because I feel like with Nunu, I always... Me and Nunu, if we, if I was a drag performer, where there's elements of me that I always want to be, like, an aspect of drag performance, but I think I would be also very... more gender cross-play, because I don't... The art of drag is amazing, and I'm so glad it's opening up, because I don't think I could be a corset pumped pageant queen because that is uncomfortable like me. that sounds uncomfortable <laughs> I'm a pageant queen <laughs> that's one element that Nunu will not touch and that's pageant that's facts you don't think I'm pageant when where <laughs> first of all every pageant girl that has interacted with Nunu hated her this is fact not true they have just given me a side eye <laughs> <laughs> so it's just not your all thing. the other girls love me yeah just pa- and that's true pageants are like they're really exclusive so it's just not something I'd be leaning towards anyways. But I think that we just come at a different step because I would be so performance-focused if I was a drag queen, and Nunu is so look-focused as a drag queen. Ah, first of all. First of all, it's true. 
I mean, <laughs> we go with what we do. You are a instructor, a performer, so like, of course, you're always performance. And I agree. Like, you drag people don't realize it, it comes in like stages. Like, there's certain people who can just come out and perform, but they look terrible. There's some people who make up together, hair look bad, can do a split. There's some people who has the nicest hair. Busted faces, you know. <laughs> no, it's true. <laughs> like, busted faces. No, like it's just different levels of drag because it depends on what you want. If you know me, I started with this and I just kind of why. So this is my main focus, and then it goes to here, and then it goes to here, and then it goes to here. Um, and I can perform. I just want to be very clear. I can perform. I feel like I'm really stunning. Yeah. I have great emotion. I love lip syncing, but I just it's tiring. And, and in real life, <laughs> guess what? You gotta talk. <laughs> oh, and let's get into tucking because the age-old question that everyone always asks uh, in our question and answers on TikTok, clearly um, on WDI podcast, by the way, um, is Nunu, do you actually tuck? Because people have seen your media tuck before. Um, I, people have seen something, <laughs> <laughs> and that's none of their business. It's what none it of their is, business. girl. Tucking is hard, first of all, um, and I have tucked for some occasions, but. <laughs> you have to think like you came in you saw the duct tape over there like I had to and put all the beanies and weenies up and you know what I'm saying like it's a lot no I think Tucker would be my biggest fear because I never had a bikini wax and I don't think I'm interested in getting it from the duct tape because I think that I've seen a lot of like <laughs> it hurts it hurts back in back in the good old days in New York I knew I was hood. Like, I grew up in the hood when I saw my sister duct tape her, like, no, she, wax her legs. Wax her legs with duct tape. Purella, you know you did this. She would I, if I was her, I would literally fight you right now. That is shade, the rusical lava. I would have to fight. I'm going to text her after this, mama, and tell her that. You. I got to be real with the We were a ghetto. <laughs> Um, I was surprised even as a child watching her do that. <laughs> so I'm so glad that so we've come with a full circle moment because now we're so glad to have partnered with Manscaped to tell the people at home who are doing drag and everything that you could have baby smooth tweenies down there dares. You can. We talked about this earlier. Like, I mean, I know we're like sponsored thing, but first of all, that lawnmower 4.0 is the tea. It's lightweight. It came out the box charge and it makes you feel like smooth as fuck. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, this area is so sensitive, you know what I'm saying? And unlike Raffi, I have a man, so like, it really matters (laughs) to me. (laughs) (laughs) But what I, I, I don't like it to be baby smooth. I like to be, you know, maintained. I like baby smooth. And they have all those different kind of clippers, so I always got that nice little fade, that like five o'clock shadow down there. That's that's what if y'all are fans, you do a design down there. If you're curious about what it down it was down there, it's a five o'clock shadow. So girls, if you start in drag, you knew come here, come here. Get you a lawnmower 4.0 and use my code too because this is gonna hurt, okay? It hurts like burning. You don't want fire cross. You don't feel like lazy little hair, girl. You wanna feel smooth and giving your fantasy. Cause how you gonna give a split if your lady bits is you know. Screaming. You could never do a dip to the floor and then survive oh, doing 
rug burn, or like, well, not rug burn, razor burn. Could you imagine? Which is why it's so exciting the support for Wage Don't Do It this season is coming from Manscaped, who is the best in below-the-waist grooming for men. Champions of the world, honestly. Manscaped offers precision engineering tools for your family jewels, because that's the most important part in the line lineage, honey. Um, Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right. The 4.0, bitch. Not the iPhone 6. <laughs> the 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with the exclusive offer for you 20% off for free worldwide shipping with code WDDI. That's code WDDI. Bitch, that saves you $20, Nunu. 20% at least. And make sure y'all go to mancaseg.com and use code WDDI. I know he said it twice. I'm going to say it again. But no, for real. I'm like obsessed because drag has been much easier. I I will say, I, I can tell that you've been using the lawnmower 2.0 because I've never run into Nunu's duct tape and I'm actually seeing Nunu like <laughs> really have duct tape out because she's been tucking apparently a lot more. Because <laughs> was it, how hairy was it before? We, <laughs> we just got this Manscaped deal, honey. So what's the tea? <laughs> she knows she gotta go out now, honey. Um, but Drag, honestly, in addition to tucking, I mean, what are the worst parts? I mean, people always ask me, like, what are your favorite parts of drag? What's the worst part? Tucking is the worst part. Um, anything making you uncomfortable is the worst part. But the best part is... Touching. Compliments! <laughs> I was going to say touching shirtless men that are attractive. Oh, my gosh. Let's talk about that for a second, because drag, like Rafi said, like, you know, now that's so, like, around the world, it's more powerful. I have never felt more powerful, no shade, than in drag. People just, like, do stuff. You know, obviously, we had a really successful virtual show this year um, with my sister, Callie Love, and we, so thankful, but we made some buku money during the pandemic, bitch. Like, hundreds. <laughs> they were paying. And girl, every week. <laughs> so, like, people really responded drag queens you can just go up and do anything like me and the party show me that like I can just mm -hmm. and I feel like some drag queens use that to their advantage like not trying to shh pie it but <laughs> like I, I mean, feel like people it can be it, well something I've noticed and this is across not in, and just in DC but this is like this is I've seen drag. this is a lot literally across, all drag. across the things is usually when in these clubs there's attractive usually white um, bartenders, and then there's usually go-go dancers, and they work with drag queens. And again, it's a it's a good um, symbiotic relationship. But something we notice is that these certain drag performers might never have ever interacted with these hot, conventionally hot six-pack ab bartenders or go-go dancers. If they were not in drag. That's true. And or received any sort of praise from these people. And, and they talked about that on Drag Race. You know, some people feeling uncomfortable to take off their drag because they're a little bit more, you know, confident. And it, it's a two-way street. On one hand, not one person shouldn't, you know, just be using their whatever to, you know, touch on people, grab on people, you know, get influenced. Because at the end of the day, you want them to fall in love with you. Okay? Yes. All the makeup. And on the other hand, it's just sad that, you know, the people that we considered super attractive in our society wouldn't interact with us regardless. You know what I mean? And that's where, again, is it, and I want to stress enough that, like, there's nothing wrong with feeling like you want to fit into a certain group of people. There's no, We're not judging anybody for feeling outside, outcasted, or, or disenfranchised. But it's when you are also now, because, like you said, drag is such a powerful uh, mainstream 
uh, influence that if you are a drag queen at these places, you technically do have a certain of power. And if Nunu was ever, if a drag queen was ever rubbing on me in a way that I didn't want them to be touching me, I would feel uncomfortable to tell them, hey, can you not touch me like that? Because in in because I'm, so, I'm a chivalrous Because they're and, only being the performance. You know, yeah, they could be doing something. Yes, and I'm also a chivalrous. It also comes out of chivalry. I'm never going to tell, like, a woman to, like... You know, back off. It's it's such a double standard. It is because you um, a woman can tell you, honey, don't touch me. But like telling a woman to like back off might like you know. There's a there's a difference in in emotions there. Right, and again, it depends on consent. I mean, we've we've seen drag queens talk about them being with their fans. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's be clear. When I saw Dora Delado for the first time, when we took our picture, her lips were here. Oh yes, yeah. but I think there's also differences in in spirit and freeness. And yes, like, and like I was like, hi. If you're <laughs> like, I, I can tell Adora would be just a free spirit because she's a Libra. But I, I've encountered several drag queens that are um, not free spirited, but also just very free spirited with hands, though. You know what I'm saying? But only and, in drag, and only in drag. And so those are things that we have to like also dissect in the community. Is that Toxic behavior? Is this something that... Is that reason enough to be doing drugs? No shade. I keep wondering. Honestly, y'all, this is... I, I'm being so wrong. Is this a messy episode, by the way? No, because I feel like I'm really, like, so real. Like, this is really how I feel about drag and my journey. Obviously, I have a very non-traditional way of going about it, so I don't have that drag culture background. But when I see the girls, I think about a lot of things, like you're saying. Like, what do girls who are in relationships do if they're out and traveling? Are they on apps? Are they, you know, are they, you know, it's just, like, so much in terms of, like, sexuality, culture, drag, because gay culture is kind of, like, sexual inherently, you know what I mean? There's always a pit crew, so mm-hmm. is it expected of us to be touching on guys and having hot guys and our stuff? That's also true. That's also true, because then you have to think about your partner in that situation. And then you also have to just think about how gender, like, your illusion, like, the, 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 you're a Gemini, so you're used to being multiple personalities, sweetie. But I would also, if I started getting so much praise as Rafika Onika and not just Rafi, I think that would kind of make me have a, like an existential like gender crisis. Like, wait, but I did. You were yeah. At one point, it yeah. was just weird that people saw me as. At one point, you weren't even wearing. I, I there was a whole like two months where I had not seen Nunu's boy face, just Nunu. Yeah, that's how much he had me working, y'all. <laughs> oh, that's a period, girl. Um, y'all are just y'all no, no, such a skewed moment. No, but it is true. Like my friends back home or anyone I see, you know, really doesn't see me outside of drag, and it's for two reasons. Um, number one, I feel like I am spending all my money in new new. I want people to see my stuff. The yeah. shade. Yeah. I have a lot of new clothes. I have a lot of little looks. I look great. So I want people to see it. And another reason, I just feel like, you know, the boy side is maybe it's not exciting anymore. Honestly, like I kind of feel like I'm n- not. Not like nothing or anything, but I just don't feel like as much of a presence as I am when I'm like this. You know what I mean? I will say, um, in my later twenties, I started shopping from the women's se- or the women section, the female <laughs> section. And I will say, when you find something that fits you and that looks great on you from the women's section, it's usually nicer. It's usually great, like more I like love women's clothes right now. Yeah, and it's just like it's so much more like expressive and so I would totally understand how like you would just throw away some of your boy aspects to just lean into your um, drag but have you like also like other aspects of gender and sexuality like have those kind of crossed with you have you ever been like been curious about like what it would be like to bring drag into the bedroom um, I do not know and a lot of drag queens you know drag queens say no because first of all this is not comfortable 
this, I would never want to be in bed with this at any point. Like I can barely sit in this moment. <laughs> like I think I think I could see myself in heels. Who is trying to suck dick with lipstick on and lip gloss? No. I think I, if I was sucking dick in heels, I think it'd be fine. No lipstick. I'm not saying. <laughs> also, I think I think it was Katya or somebody that said that when trade trade drag is not good drag. It's not pretty drag. It's literally a wig, corset, heels. Because it's like. She also talked about having her make her wife just be like her eating that and just be gone by the time. Yeah, I am not. Yeah, I'm not. I, I'm not talking about makeup, geese. I'm talking about I'm having a nice little wig for you. You hitting it from the back, and you got something to pull for me. I mean, I think it's whatever your kink is in the bedroom. That's not you know part of my relationship. But I, I think it's it's whatever. But gender has been weird. You know, when I was out with you. That time it was so weird because so many people thought I was a woman. <laughs> people still, people still like reach out to or like us and ask like, "Oh, new news pronouns." And we appreciate everyone who asks. Like, yeah, for we, sure, we appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, because I and why do you think that is? It's because it's, it's the times not- we're living in. Of course, like I'm so happy there's a much more trans visibility and non-binary visibility. And while I kind of feel like I I am in the gender fluid spectrum, it's just. It's weird to be misgendered as a woman in a sense. But also, but you're, I guess when you're out partying in drag, it does send a message like, this is my, this is where I'm also comfortable. So this is a, it's Which is a hard part of being the podcast, right? We're figures. So it's like when I go out, people expect to see this. So like, I have a pressure to look like this when I'm out. Because honestly, just like really, people don't care about you outside of, you know, that. So. It's a catch twenty two, and it's hard because you don't want to get like you know. Where would Nunu go in about ten years, fifteen years? Like, where is Nunu at? <laughs> where is Nunu? Because <laughs> Nunu's a young queen still. I still see elements she's of very Nunu young. young. Nunu is a young girl. You can tell. I still think <laughs> Nunu is trying to break through a wild side. You are just so whatever. Um, <laughs> I do. I mean, thinking about my fact, again, I'm always evolving. I'm always changing. But my, I think what Nudie wants is to be out and about and to be a, a real presence. Not I have so... Out and about. I want to just really shout out, because I have to. I have to shout out some of my favorite DC queens, just because I, I just... And actually, I'm going to say DMV, because there's some that are in the areas that are amazing. I got to start with Drew Sedora and Amber Saint, who are two black queens who really... <coughs> inspire me, my drag. Not only can they perform, they look great. I'm just like, what else is there? Yeah. And then in D.C., um, I gotta give it to Desiree Dick. I gotta give it to Bob hey, Malicious. Hey, and I gotta yes. give it to Casey Beyonce. Um, just because when I think of like queens who are constantly working, constantly putting on shows and having a great time, that is who I think about. Yes. And I am just excited to be around them, excited to have interactions with them. And so those are like really those people that I just look up to and I'm really inspired by. So I just hope I get to work with people. I hope I get to, you know, be with Tatiana and host and, you know, have fun and, you know, do all these. I really am so proud to be part. I'm so proud that Wait, Don't Do It in New Paris is part of the queer culture in D.C. I think it's so rich. I think it's so uh, powerful. And we've showed how resilient, how, how political we can be, especially through the times of Nellies and pitchers and really holding things, these spaces accountable in D.C. So I really am just so proud of the queer community here. Love it, live it. And we're on the map. We're on the rise. And, you know, the D.C. is going to be everywhere, honey, because you're going to see this guy on Drag Race. As, as this person. As this person. <laughs> <laughs> we're the same person. <laughs> um, no, honestly, I, I can't wait to see where my drag goes because we at Wage Undo have created our own lane, and that's what we're going to keep on doing. And I feel that way for drag or just our art. Like, mm-hmm. I do want to obviously be out there, meet people, perform in a sense. But I also want to do it my way. Like, I don't want to 
feel like I'm in a box and I want to bring a, a fashion edge to my drag. Period. And so I think the next steps for drag is limitless. I hope it's not a, just a fad. I hope it's not a repetition of the ballroom scene in the 80s and how Vogue was in and then it went out. But it's showing signs that it's here to stay because the... the Okay, so the, 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 the later the years keep going, the more gayer we realize that the world is. So Always has been, mama. Always has been. We are here, season whatever on HBO. So obviously, the point of today's episode is don't be a drag, just be a queen. And, and to announce that this season, our very own DJ, Rafiko Nika, is getting into drag. Oh my god, Nunu's doing my makeover in like two weeks. Ruru Paris is going to be here so soon, and I cannot wait to see how this turns out, because I've never done anyone's makeup before. Drag mommy! <laughs> I'll have a real drag daughter. Well, if you want to see where that how that makeover turns out, make sure to go follow us on WDDI Podcast on TikTok and Wait Don't Do It Podcast on IG. And also, thank you, thank you for everyone who nominated us for Best of DC. We'll see if we made it, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and where they can find you, Nunu? Please follow your girl at Nunu Paris, y'all. TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. It's in right now. That's where it's at. That's where it's at. If it's up, if it's stuck. All that shit, bitch. If it's up, it's up. It's <laughs> Where can they find you at? Uh, Rafika Onika on IG. And I also have a really, really Rafika Onika TikTok that I might start utilizing. You never know. You never know. If you want some naughty pics, at Rafika Onika. True. <laughs> and if you want to suck me down, I'll see you on Grinder. Period. And for the drag girls, give the queen a fucking dollar. Adios! Adios!